0: I'm here with Kiati Sundaram, CEO of Applied, a behavioral science backed tool for predictive and fair hiring. And we have the CEO here with us tonight. Welcome, Kiati.
1: Thanks, Lena. Really lovely to be here.
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming back with us again. And now I just want to talk woman to woman, really. So, some big questions coming at you. Mm-hmm. Um, no pressure. But first of all, what would you tell your younger self? Like, what's the biggest lesson you'd want to tell your younger self? And do you think your younger self would listen?
1: Oh, I don't know about the latter. <laughs> 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 uh, but the last few years, I think, have been difficult for most of us. And what it's taught me is that there is Something that's highly underrated is adaptability and resilience. So, if I were to teach my younger self anything, I would teach myself to be but more adaptable and resilient. And the philosophy that comes to mind is the philosophy from Bruce Lee. So, I'm a big fan of Bruce Lee. Don't know if mm-hmm. a lot of people are, but um, he, when he was really, really young, and I found him to be really full of wisdom when he was really young he looked at the philosophies of resilience and he said this one quote which has been with me for a long time and it's basically be as water or be water mm. And if you look at that what it really means is and i've tried to read up every bit of article out there because um, he, he died really young And so everything is in third person and after the fact, but I've read everything that exists off there. And the bit I understand is the water, which is the softest substance in the world, and he says, which it could be contained in the smallest jar or a smallest container. It seems weak, but in reality, it could hurt the hardest substance in the world. It's like being the nature of water. It can adapt, it can chart its own course it doesn't stop, it can flow through everything. And that's the philosophy that's really resonated with me over the last few years, as we've all grappled with all of the, you know, the petty shenanigans Mm -hmm. of the pandemic world. But it's the philosophy that teaches us that ultimately resilience is the goal Mm -hmm. as a human. Um, And I would want to have learned that very early on as as a young person. But I, I don't. I don't know if uh,
0: you could I had it. the
1: wisdom at a very young age to to learn that. Oh,
0: wouldn't it have saved so much heartache having <laughs> done that? Is there anything that you know for sure? Like you know, in 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 the seat of your soul, I know this for sure with like crystal clarity. It could be it could be small or big, but anything that you know for sure.
1: Ah. Oh. Well, I know for sure what I want to build here at Applied. Um, and that's, that's what drives me and gets me out of bed every day. And I'm grateful that the team also is on the same journey with me. And it's about just giving better access, equal access to all kinds of individuals into the workforce. And that's, that's a big, big lofty problem to solve. And it's probably going to take us a lifetime to solve that. But I know that I'm committed to that for the rest of my life.
0: I, I, I love that you have that mission and you put yourself on that mission. And it's great that you can, you've got a sentence for it, you know, because I think lots of people search for their purpose. They spend a lifetime searching for their purpose and, and that you have that crystal clear sentence for yourself and your company is brilliant.
1: It wasn't easy to come by.
0: No, no
1: this may not be interesting to a lot of your audiences but it my journey has been quite non-linear so i, I don't come from hr i've done a multitude of different types of jobs in the beginning including being a banker having been an economist i have started my first company back in 2014 15. so all of those things basically culminated into lots of different skills which i thought market and the industry would value but this was Mm -hmm. back 2018 when i started applying for jobs that's when the heartache really began and the despair really set in because it was about an eight-month process where i must have applied for hundreds of jobs so this is hundreds of cvs hundreds of cover letters and i got back two interviews yeah It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's depressing, isn't it? It It's completely heartbreaking. And that's what spurred me on this journey of understanding that hiring is completely broken. We've Mm -hmm. taught people to assess proxies that sit on a paper and not real skills. And Mm -hmm. this was being fed to me from employers, from recruiters, from agencies, from everybody. And that creates this narrative in your head, especially as a woman who has, well, supposedly I had taken a career break as well, because what were you doing? Oh, you were running a company that you started. What does that really mean? And so yeah, these the questions come up, which uh, feed this narrative of you're not good enough. And I think that happens to women, more so to ethnic minorities and intersectional women. And that's the totally. experience that led me to apply it. So it's, it's been a culmination of a few years of heartache, but I'm yes. lucky to have to have finally got
0: there. Well, I thank you for going to that heartache because that, that brought you here and that brought us and the world applied and all the great work that you're doing. Have you had any five-star moments or five-star experiences this week that you can share? Oh, or, this- or if easier, I can um, I can share that I, um, I'm dyslexic. I use a sat-nav so I can visually see what's happening and I've got the sound on as well anytime I'm traveling. So it really, really helps me. Recently, I've changed the voice of the sat-nav to the Terminator. And it brings me immense joy when it says things like, turn right, human. I'm doing like an awful, an awful, awful, um, (laughs) an awful, um, what's the word? An awful parody an awful example but it's brilliant and it gives me a lot of joy so really is anything that's given you immense joy any moments or any experiences it could be food it could be a song anything that's given you immense joy this week
1: yeah this week in fact coincidentally I've started a long lost hobby that I used to do as a child and you know, how the last few years have been, it's just been work or pandemic or whatever else it's been. And I felt like a little bit of me was being lost. So I've, I've started, I've, I used to do a lot of art as a child. So oils and charcoal, and I've started that back again. And I just feel like it's brought me in touch with that little inner child again. Oh. Um, and it's, it's just been very joyful and very peaceful unsolicited piece of advice find your inner hobby again that you used to really love as a child
0: yes yes that leads me on to my next question actually do you have any go-to self-care practices
1: yes well we all have to I I suppose I
0: feel we have to I I definitely do uh
1: so yeah a couple of mine one is fitness so I try to keep occupied and i think it's more mental rather than physical because every time i do something fitness oriented you get this sense of one dopamine head of course but you also mm. get this sense of it sets you up better for the day and feel more agile so i do fitness right up in the morning before starting work um, so i have a fitness routine uh, and the other bit that really helps me is being in nature so if i feel like the day is getting too much or it's dredging up things then I just take a walk um, and possibly go to a park or walk with the trees and get myself attuned to a bit of a natural environment and then I'd feel like it was really rejuvenates me
0: that's really nice to have that connection and um is that possible for the people working, your employees as
1: well? Yeah, completely. So we, we run all, we run all our meetings as n- not compulsory screen meetings. Uh, they're walking meetings, so you can walk. <gasps> in-
0: walking walk. meetings—that's yeah. brilliant.
1: Yeah. We run so you meetings. mean
0: you could you you could be joining the meeting via Zoom whilst walking in a park, for instance? Yes,
1: completely. And you have you don't have to have your camera on. You can turn the camera off, and you just stroll Fabulous. and. and because, I mean, nobody's ever told me they've had their best ideas sitting in a room hunkered down on a piece of paper. So that, true. That's never mm. happened. And a lot of the people I speak to, especially in my team and others as well, they are more creative if they've had this burst of energy, fresh air. So we do mm-hmm. a lot of walking meetings. And unless you need the screen, which you do need in a remote world, you will need the screen a lot of times to share where you will need access to the laptop. Sometimes it's an ideation meeting or a discussion meeting and you don't need a screen. So we always suggest have a walking meeting, be in nature as much as possible, uh, be with your pets as much as possible. If you want to walk the dog and take the meeting with me, that's absolutely fine.
0: Oh, that is fabulous. You talked a lot about um, in our previous podcast, just the shift you had to make as a CEO for your company during the pandemic. Um, from physical to remote services practices your workforce going remote is there anything you can share that you may have learned in the pandemic
1: it's really really hard to maintain culture and motivation while being remote
0: yes yes and and how and how did you because you did obviously your company has survived and I'm sure it's thrived how did you find yourself keeping it all together
1: I think think it, it was a challenge. I think a lot of us are still trying to understand what it means, what the needs of the workforce look like. And it's not a simple one-size-fits-all solution. That's the bit I've learned. Because we always thought when we went into the pandemic that we'll all go back to the office at one point. And that hasn't transpired. It feels like it's a longer trend where people want more flexibility but it's flexibility that is meaningful it's not flexibility where i say okay half of the company can has to go to the office two times a day or two times a week and that's that's not going to work because it's enforced flexibility rather than meaningful flexibility for the employee so it's it's those kinds of nuances that we are still trying to understand two years hence and i'm still working with the team to determine What will make us thrive in the remote world? And it is is really challenging. I don't think any of us have really answered it and hit the nail on the head. But we do a lot of experiments. And for example, one of the things I talked about is doing online socials, doing offline socials, having enough budgets for pizza parties, things like that. Whatever brings on that community feel and then assessing whether it's really working in the same way. That an office used to work for those people.
0: That's brilliant. That's brilliant that you are putting that resource into doing that investigation and keeping that that um, that curiosity going. That's brilliant. Um, do you have any life hacks? So any any experiences or things or apps gadgets food coffee anything that gives you a shortcut anything that you rely on anything anything that you need your go to to kind of get through the week things that you could not survive without
1: oh i wouldn't be able to support, survive without my walks in the park uh, or music yeah i do music listen. I listen yes a lot of music while walking if i'm walking i'm either on a meeting or i'm listening to music Oh. do, you, um, do you sing in the shower I do sing in the shower <laughs> I was a singer when I was a child but I never had the lungs for it so never oh. never really tried that but I do sing in the shower and it sounds horrible so
0: I'm, no, I'm sure it sounds brilliant it's great singing in the shower
1: <laughs> uh, it is but I yeah it's music and just like nature and trees I think that it sounds simple but I don't know it's something about them that does it for me
0: yeah it doesn't sound simple i think all of these things we can almost not give them the gravitas that they need because mm. the 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 ability to be able to take a walk in the middle of the day that's so luxurious that
1: is you i know? know and that i mean if we we were in an office space two years ago we would have never done that maybe, yes maybe you would go for a coffee with someone and that would be a 15 minute walk but we'd never talk about walking meetings. And I think that's a trend for the better because we do understand that it's possible and we're all still getting our work done. And it makes us a bit happier in the day. So why not? And, and
0: I bet you come back from that walk and you intrinsically feel like a better person. Yes, you can do your. I, I, I bet you do. I can imagine yeah. it. I feel the same way when I take a walk. So I get it. I get it. Um, lastly, to anyone listening who is maybe struggling maybe feeling a bit overwhelmed um maybe just maybe everything's feeling a little bit impossible Mm. is there anything that you go to when you're feeling like this when I I, when it feels like you're on the bathroom floor when it all just feels like it's all on maybe when there's a bit hopeless yeah yeah is there anything that 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 can help you out of these out of that gloom out of that fog anything that you rely on yeah. in those sort of dark moments
1: I've done a few things personally but I was in a podcast earlier this month and there was a psychologist on there so I'd love to share their view because I, I took some of that on board and it really helped me and the view was the psychological view is that we need to start taking control because all of that all of those feelings are a manifestation of a lack of control and a loss of control in life and and so find something in your day that feels like it's given you your control back so whether it's a walk or whether it's food or something whether you're cooking the best meal that you've ever cooked in your life it's something that would enable you to dissociate from those stresses and noise to the extent possible um and, mm. and then trying to get a sense of control so for me i used that piece of advice and translated it into doing more fitness which for me is okay i don't know what i can control in the real world but i know exactly what i can control at the gym so it makes me feel better and it makes me dissociate a little bit from the stresses of the hopelessness which will set in for Many, many reasons over the course of a uh, working week.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's such a great point. And like you said, it could just be one thing and it could be the smallest thing that you can focus on that brings you joy or that maybe anchors you. It it could be as simple as, like you said, going to the gym, but even smaller, it could be going for the going for a walk around the block, doing some stretches in the morning, but something that can um that can that can give you that that feeling that moment that just that space to um take stock
1: completely and th- my biggest lesson from that particular podcast was that the power of the mind is really real and it can anchor you to whatever you want um mm. and that's hard to achieve because it's it's almost sounds spiritual because if you've achieved that it feels like you've attained <laughs> enlightenment <laughs> But uh, as a psychologist, they were of the view that all humans are capable of achieving that. And it's just starting with baby steps.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing with us tonight, Kiyoti. Um, You can all check out www.beapplied.com. Um, you've got your wonderful campaign that you're running. And um, I'll share all the links in the podcast notes. Just thank you so much for sharing all your experiences, and um, hope you'll come back to the podcast soon. Thank you, Nina. This was wonderful.
1: I would love to be back if you'll have me. Absolutely.
0: If you promise to sing the song you sing <laughs> in the shower,
1: <laughs> we'll see about that.
0: Dope, black moms. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50